You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out Easy Agent Pro slash podcast. Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, wherever you are. You are guys who are listening to the In The Lead podcast, featured, brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, not featured by, my apologies. Um, let's start off what's really great. I'm Chris McHale, your host, and we're going to start off. We've got Kelvin Krupiak in the building. Why don't you go ahead and say hi there? Ooh, hey, guys. How did your uh, week go? Oh, it was fantastic. We were out in New York City, meeting up with a lot of different agents and, and people out there. It was a blast. Very. Yeah, it was just awesome to like see everyone in person, see all the different things people are focusing on and growing their yeah, business. I, bet we got to... I really bet it was. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Maybe we'll no, bring you cool. next time. Maybe <laughs> it's next right. time. We got to meet some of our we actual clients here too, when we, man. When we we just had, I just want to let everybody know I was employed a month before they bought the tickets to Inman. And uh, Tyler didn't even look at my resume. He fell in love with me immediately and neglected <laughs> to purchase a ticket for myself as well. So I'm a little Maybe bitter. next time, Chris. Maybe next <laughs> you time. You guys, all the videos I saw of you guys flying drones, hanging out with cool real estate yeah. agents, you know, having fun. And I'm sitting here doing nothing. You were whole, you were the most important part of this all, Chris. We could not have done it without Please. you. You you know, and everyone everyone who's listening, just go to you know the Beatzilla Facebook group and, and post there if you think we should we should like. I think they should. We'll, we'll start a, start a start we a should. campaign. That's right. I'll do a we'll do a petition, a signed petition, and get our <laughs> a get, go go fund me. get our voices heard. There we go. Um, in case you guys didn't notice, we actually have a third voice, and that's Tyler Zai, um, the man, the myth the Chinese myth dragon legend himself. Yeah. No longer legend. I, I know myself you really did in the in questions. Yes. You introduce yourself. You do exist. Um, <laughs> I do tell people that all the time and you made that very clear, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> he took over that whole video right away. He's like, I just want to make it <laughs> Kelvin. Hold on the question. Just wait a second. I want to make sure everybody knows I'm a real human being. Tyler fashion. He cut you off rudely. <laughs> I'll talk over you any day. <laughs> he, that's week. what Robert just... and I was saying. He has no problem. He's going to jump in right away. So, Tyler, let me finish. I love it. I love it. Right. So um, in case you... Why don't we have a meeting after this, guys? I think we have to talk. My sixth month is coming up, and I'm a little nervous now. (laughs) Um, We we will not go into depth on Inman right now because our other ninja guru, uh, Robert, is currently sick. Apparently, the steel tube in the sky recycled air got him a little... A little messed up so he's gonna let his voice recover and then next week we will go way more in depth on inman and how what awesome stuff you guys got to see there um you know the pros and cons of going all that good stuff and today we're just gonna focus on three really good questions that i saw um in the beatzilla group uh two of them were in the beatzilla group the other one was sent to us via email our first actual podcast email question sent in um he wished to remain anonymous which is perfectly fine but i still thought that the question was extremely relevant for everybody and i thought that maybe tyler might want to start off with it so the question is awesome work on the podcast love the new tunes um i have a question about one of your discussions that you had it's regarding having two facebook pages one is a realtor john doe and one is what you guys called a marketing platform if you post a blog article on the marketing page, would you share it with your realtor page or would you keep them as two completely separate platforms? Also, would it be a good idea to build a separate site for the marketing platform as well? 
And the last question, um, you said we get three, right? I'm running, un I'm running under Century 21, uh, but down the road, who knows? I might start my own brokerage um, and one day sell it. So how do I pick the name for the site that one might that I might potentially sell one day? So that's like wow, nine questions. That is a doozy, man. Ty, take yeah, go ahead, Ty, make it happen. <laughs> so you asked Realtor John Doe plus um, the marketing platform. Those that didn't listen last week, we talked about how you could get cheaper likes and clicks and more viral Facebook pages if you called it uh, about Albuquerque or around Kansas City and then uh, made controversial, interesting, engaging posts about the city that way. And then once a month, once a week, advertise your real estate business on it. Uh, you'll get lots more reach, lots more engagement. Um, it's kind of similar to what we do with the, the lead sites, Facebook beat Zillow group, right? We don't we never sell in there. I don't think we've ever posted an ad in there once uh, for a product, but everyone knows we've run it and, you know, people come to us for that. So I would say uh, you, you asked three questions. So we'll start with the first one. Um, do you run them separately or do you, uh, you know, share a page, share between stuff? Uh, I, I think a really... You know, I, w I would probably post it and then share it to another thing, kind of like we sometimes post it to Easy Agent Pro's Facebook page, and then I'll share, you know, maybe one every every month or one every two weeks. Um, or maybe Kelvin does a cool drone video, and then, like, he'll share that. He'll post on Easy Agent Pro's, and then he'll share it. Um, so I'd probably post it on the... If it's realtor specific and you're talking about neighborhoods, I'd probably post that on the realtor page. And then if it's more about um just the just culture things going on in the city i'd post it on the other one and then you can share it between them um be careful using the word realtor in there i realize you, you put that there it is a copyrighted trademarked word so uh you make sure you treat it as such with the proper i actually got yelled um, at for symbolization. that when i first started so it's not just you. yeah so yep. yeah definitely that's a very good yep. key point. we got emails about that too when we got started so um it, it and so it, it's a good idea to keep them a little separate and then share between them occasionally. I don't think you need a second site for the um, marketing page, the one that's like about Albuquerque or about Kansas City. Uh, I think you should focus on one site, like one real estate website until that site's getting over 30 or 40,000 visitors to it a month. You should have one site. Um, it'll help your SEO. It'll help their, your branding. You won't have like five people wondering who the heck you are. Um, it, you should really, for a whole lot of reasons, you should have one site and one site only. And then since you're thinking, I would keep Century 21, Keller Williams, all of it out of your team name and then run the URL under your team and or individual name um, and don't change that name ever. The, it's like the band, like the Beatles never change their name. You should never change your name either. Uh, th those are sort of my uh, opinions on those things. Well, there you go. Uh, that's pretty well thought out. Kelvin. What do you think about that, Kelvin? I, I'm curious what you think about the marketing versus realtor and how you'd share it between the two of them. I completely agree with what you said in terms of sharing between the two of them. The one thing I said is I know you said don't change your name, and I agree. If you I, if you have the ability to keep from changing your name, don't. But I, I know that there's going to be circumstances down the line that are going to force agents to actually have to change their name. So I I, I think – but that's another talk entirely. So well, what I'm going to say too – I want to talk about it. That Bring it up. That's important information. It's pertinent. So talk about it. It is. I, and I want to talk about talk about this with Ty real quick. So I know – what do you what do you think an agent should do then in the instance where they 
you know, they're going through rebranding. He's not going to be with Century 21 anymore. Whatever he picks might be somehow related to Century 21. If he is almost forced to change his name, do you think that's okay? Or do you think there's a way to pivot around that? I would, so let's say your name for your team would be something like the Krupiak team. And that should be your URL. That should be your logo. Um, and you can have on your website, you're probably required per your MLS restrictions to have the the logo for your brokerage, KW, Century 21, whatever it is um, on there somewhere. But they should be two separate things. Don't marry them because I like I've seen agents move between brokerages like it's like it's crazy. So We've I would move um, live for like a day. And then they get mm-hmm. uh, get an email, a support question. Oh, yeah. Right. So, like, make sure those are two different things, right? Like, maybe the, the Krupiak team is, like, blue and red, white, and blue colors. And then, you know, that stays the same regardless of who you're with. Um, you, I don't think you need to totally adopt the branding of your brokerage, especially since you're um, – Especially since you're the person like sitting there trying to drive your business and get away from any sort of leads that maybe you are being given at the moment. Does that does that answer your question, Calvin? It does. it does. I think so. I think the bottom line too is there then when you're choosing your name here, don't choose it with some flexibility. So you said like Krupiak, the agent dot com. That's very much dependent on who I am. It's not dependent on Century Twenty One. So um, well, look at like take, people like the biggest beard in real estate. He's able to take that to any type of broker. I love that guy, with. man. But you know what I'm? You get what I'm saying though? Like that's, exactly. That's There's flexibility that's, there. Yeah, that's something for him to be able to. If even if he moved out of state or something and started his own firm, he could right. keep that part. You know, that he has. Only he has that. He has the biggest beard in real estate. I don't right. anymore. He owns it. So. And, it, or Frederick Oakland, like right. he's, you know, he, it's, it's his brand. Not and like, do, you don't know that's, that's the name of his website. That's the name of his, you know, team. And like underneath that is his brokerage, which I think is Douglas. Nine, Edelman, yeah. Right. Did you pull it up? Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And he actually talked about this in Inman, which we're gonna talk a little bit about. I love, I actually love what he had to say about that. So he said that they told him they were trying to force him to create two separate Facebook pages, um, to keep things separate. And I don't know. Um, it, sorry, I was looking at the message here. Um, it, they for, tried to force him to keep these pages separate, and he argued that no, because I'm not who I am needs to be reflected in my real estate Facebook page as well. So he actually refused to do that, and he creates he creates a very personal presence on his business page itself. And I, I understand how in, how intuitive it might seem to want to create two separate pages, but I I agree with Frederick that I think that's that's a mistake because it's eliminating a part of your business that's very important. Well, that's yeah, that's what he was doing. But like in this case, let's say you have both those pages. Yeah. The the real estate one, you still need to share stuff about your life, your personality, like he does there, um, and it's around his brand as the team. Right. And then you also share the articles that are more broad there. Um, and then on the other one, that's sort of like the about the city one. That one you would you would just share the articles about. The yeah. City. No. Okay. Yeah. No. That I agree with. That I agree with. I'm like leaning. Like, I'm leaning towards what Tyler has to say. Where if you can find, if you can juggle between the two really well and still maintain your own personal presence that makes you stand out in the community, um, maintain that. Uh, you know, for for me. What I always like to tell people when they're like, if they have problems blogging, right? Oh, I don't want, I, you know, I want to blog on my, on my EAP site. I just don't know what to blog about. The great thing about blogging is that you can be your own person, right? It doesn't even need to really stay relevant to real estate. 
when I go as a person purchasing a home or having an individual help me sell a home, I don't care about the Remax balloon. And I've said this several times. I don't care about the balloon. I care about the person who's helping me do it. So if you can create a decent medium between the two of advertising your firm, your brokerage or, or company, and then yourself, I think that it's a, it's a win-win and you don't necessarily need to have a separate business page for it, but maybe two Facebook pages might work out, a business one and a personal one. And then like Tyler said, balance between the two. Have one be more focused in your community uh, where you're at and then have the other one be more real estate focused and stuff like that. That's my personal yeah. opinion on it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's very personal. Does you know, it depends what you're going to share. Like if you're going to share your kid, your dog, everything on, on social and get really broad like that, that then, you know, maybe makes sense just to have one of those pages. But if you're going to just be really real to re on that page, then you're probably going to need the other stealth page where it's like about Albuquerque or something so that you, you can reach broad audiences and then advertise occasionally right. your real estate stuff on it. Really personal opinion there. Calvin, anything else you want to put in? Sorry, we kind of took over there as usual. Tyler, no, man, that's rude. perfect. That's perfect. You guys, <laughs> that was that was really well said. I'm all about consolidation. So okay, I, so with, sorry, I cut you off again. With that said, what do you think about picking a name that might potentially sell? If this person's looking to make an investment on a on his own brokerage, his own firm, and eventually wants to sell it down the line, is there a specific name, a catchy title, or something you know niche that you think might work well? Yeah, I would just use I would just use something related to the area. So like Dustin has searched Salt Lake. I would just find something centered around the area um, because I think there's more flexibility there. I know, um, Tyler, what do you think? I know you don't really care about the name all that much and you don't think it really impacts. I actually do care about the name. I would say that the name has to be something that is unique, going to last forever, and matches your end goal. So if your end goal is to be in real estate till the day you die or the day you retire and you don't want to sell the business, then it's probably fine if it's your name. If you want to sell in 10 years, then it probably shouldn't be your name. And it should probably be something like um, about, you know that real estate specific. Um, I think it should have real estate in the name. I think you shouldn't change domain names ever. I think your domain name needs to be a .com, not a .realtor or .org or something stupid like that um, because of email reasons, right? Like email is still, the best way to get in touch with people. And if you have a dot realtor, no, you're going to have so many people bounce emails to you because you're a dot realtor. Um, so that's another thing. So I think it matters and it needs to like fit all those criteria I just listed. And uh, we do have a slide share PowerPoint with five-ish formulas for names that we can um, link up in the show notes on YouTube and on the podcast. Um, so I'll send it over to you, Chris, after yeah. the show and we can include yeah, that. Definitely. Fantastic. Um, what about you, Kelvin? What do you think about the names? Same thing. I think I think all those criteria is great. I don't think it has to have real estate in there. Um, Ooh, I think uh, you could do something why? like living in. I think you could do something like living in Sacramento, or like we said a minute ago about Albuquerque. I don't think you necessarily have to make it entirely about just real estate. Um, I think the focus needs to remain on the area itself, and having that in the name itself also gives you flexibility in terms of you know if you leave brokerages or whatever it doesn't matter if your domain is still about albuquerque that the content itself about the area that gets to stay all of that gets to stay so i think if it's just about the area you have flexibility there i would agree with you about albuquerque makes it seem more like a touristy type thing to me the the thing about like let's say chase benny's site live in minnesota right that's basically telling an individual you know look you're looking to live here this is the one-stop shop for finding a house in that area um, maybe pertaining to home ownership 
in the name instead of just about or um, what to do or whatever. You know what I mean? Something like that. That might be beneficial as well. That's my personal opinion on it. But I do yeah. – I would have to side with Kelvin on this one, Tyler. I apologize. It doesn't – I don't feel like it does have to have real estate in the name. Why did you think that it has to? Just out of curiosity. Well, not real estate, but a real estate term, term okay. or something about a house, oh, okay. like, like house okay. or live or search. That's what oh, I'm saying. I got you. Um, it needs to have some type of connotation okay. of real estate. Well, there you go. Uh, hopefully, we answered your question there. Um, hopefully, you keep on sending us in more questions because that one I really thoroughly enjoyed talking about. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I do not want to say this name or even attempt it. <laughs> um, Constant. Constantine? Yeah, there we go. I guess it was easy. Constantine, I'm not going to say your last name because I know I will destroy that. So this is a pretty cool question. I thought it was pretty interesting. Thanks to Steve Maxwell, one of our sales reps here, um, shared the information about BeatZilla to this individual. And he said, hi, uh, I was invited from Steve Maxwell to ask my question in this group and hopefully get helped. Um, I work for a company that's interested in advertising on Facebook to people who are willing to move soon. We are not a real estate agency, so I just want to make that clear to people. We are a moving website. We heard about the Facebook targeting audience called Likely to Move, and when we decided to use it for ad targeting. But when we go to the ads manager, the audience is missing. Can somebody please explain why? Although I'm asking this question from a personal account registered to another country, um, the account that we use for advertising is created in the USA and belongs to a person in the USA. Um, I just thought it was a pretty interesting thing about maybe some type of errors or bugs that you guys have encountered on Facebook when you're trying to select that funnel of audience members that you're trying to advertise to. Do you guys have any help for him? Yeah, it's it's simply just a Facebook thing. Like he he's located in a different country, and even if you're trying to set up ads here in that country, you're not able to select that targeting group. Anyone in the U.S. can select that targeting group. Um, I can't speak for other countries because I don't have an account in those countries to go test that. Um, so that's that's simply the the case with him um, that he is not able to do that because he's not in the U.S. and the account was you know maybe it was created here, maybe it wasn't, but that's why. Um, and you like we tested it with several different accounts here and you can you can select that group. Yeah, there you go quick and easy super simple <clears throat> um the next one i want to go into uh our fa one of our favorite people Corey. um she's such a cool cool lady um actually thank you so much for the scarves kelvin and i really appreciate thank you Corey. It. you are fantastic <laughs> um you know even though we're timbers fans and we don't really care for the red bulls we still Shh. love we love the kind gesture um and we've already had that conversation oh she's pretty mad at you too by the way kellen for being an eagles fan i just wanted to clarify that she messaged me dude it's funny you say that she messaged me after the video went up and she said an eagles fan i am i am so ashamed and i was like i'm so sorry Corey. like you're great but go yeah, eagles tyler's, i'm sorry tyler's shaking his head like he just doesn't he oh he's a packers remember. fan get him out of here he's like, <laughs> they might win the super bowl though so whatever i don't know maybe yeah, we'll probably. see don't curse at kelvin <laughs> Do you have a cheese hat? You have a cheese hat, don't you? Isn't it? Oh. No, I don't. Oh, no, that's no, upsetting. No. You should so have a cheese hat. Let me get this straight, Tyler. You show up on videos on our EAP site in a bathrobe, and you say you're a green. But not Packers a cheese hat. Don't have you don't have uh, a cheese hat. No, no, I don't. No, I, I'm not. I'm a big fan. Green Bay is weird because everyone there is a Packers fan, so I'm not a big fan compared to other Green Bay people. But pretty much compared to any other city, like. There's not a lot going on in Green Bay. So, <laughs> of course not, right? It's, Snow it's, and football. Yeah, and everyone cheese. there is kind of a Packers fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's not a whole lot going on here in our city either because we don't even have an NFL. It's a small city, Green so. Bay. I mean, it's only like – it's under 100,000, I think. And, and yet people know about it. It's, it's interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, 
we'll move on to Corey's question. I thought it was pretty interesting. So I watched the video about blogging, uh, posting, etc., and how to keep it consistent and at the same time. My question is, do you think time the time you choose is important? I know EAP posts and blogs around 5 or 6 p.m., but for me in my life, 7 a.m. is easier. Do you think it's a mistake to post then, even if it's the same time every day? I figured since Kelvin is the master at blogs, the master at Facebook, the master no. at getting everything sorted out, he should answer this question. Sorry, Tyler. So, no, <laughs> Tyler's the grandmaster. I'm the master. Tyler's the grandmaster. So, yes, Corey. So when I first started here working with EAP, that was one of the things I wanted to figure out was the best time for us to post. And it's amazing the type of difference it made actually figuring out our perfect our perfect time frame because it's all relevant depending on the actual audience you have. So the people who like your page, the people who see your content, you want to be posting that in a time where they're most active. So it's, you really do need to experiment. And I know it seems hard to post consistently, but the way to get around that is just really be diligent about scheduling. So Facebook has their native scheduling platform. So if 7 a.m. is the best time for you, get on at 7 a.m. and load up three to four posts. You've got those blogs that we send you. Just have an idea of what you're going to post throughout the week and load them up so you can post them in there, schedule them up, and not think about it. I would be using Facebook or Buffer, but scheduling is really going to be your solution to creating consistency, especially if your time to post is around five or six, which most often it is, statistically speaking. Well, and that's the thing is it, <clears throat> it may pertain to the specific medium that you're trying to portray as well. Blogging might work around five or six o'clock. That's what, Ty or what Kelvin and Tyler have found out. I've, I've done some small research about the, the podcast, and I've noticed that if I post it Sunday at midnight and everybody gets up on Monday, we actually have a better download rate. We have a better listen-through rate for, pe for people because it's the beginning of the week, and a lot of you— Yeah, and for email, for us, it's usually uh, 2 to 3 p.m. on Tuesday, Thursday. is pretty yeah. good for email open yeah. rates. Absolutely. Yeah, so it kind of varies on the medium as well, um, and, you know— and for your business and for your clients, right? Like, like, don't just take those times because it worked for us. I think that's one of the things we got to try it. Yeah, it's um, a trial and error type deal. Try it. You just got to try it. And the cool thing about Facebook is if you, you can schedule that. And I think Calvin made a video. I know he just said it now, but we did make a video about how to schedule Facebook I posts. I, yes. uh, I believe I also kind of walked her through it as well over the phone, but I just figured it was mm -hmm. pertinent information for everybody. Um, it is, yeah. And we yeah. do have a video on that. We have a video covering buffer and scheduling natively in Facebook itself. Um, we also have the complete Facebook guide. Um, oh, I love it. I shared got... that with so many people. You did such a kick-ass job on that, dude. It came out so good. Thank you, man. Yeah. So we've got we've got screenshots in there that'll walk you through scheduling posts there as well. Um, yeah, it's pretty important to find the one that works for you uh, to get that organic reach and that, that click through. It's pretty it's pretty important. Not like house fire, like get the content done first and then like worry about that second, maybe. Um, but you know, after a couple months of doing content, it's it's a good thing to experiment. It really with. is because it's like if you it's I think the I actually did a blog on it and the metaphor I used was the whole if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around. Right. Does anybody hear it? And it's the same thing with your Facebook post. You're posting at 7 a.m. Everybody's at work. Nobody's going to see it. Right. So exactly. it's very important. Exactly. And, and like I was saying, to fall back on the different mediums, you know, the podcast does better because we post it at Sunday at midnight and people can download it and listen to it in their cars stuck in traffic at 7 a.m. on a Monday, right? Um, that's right. why it works for us. Um, it may not work for you, like Tyler was saying. It varies on your audience as well. Individuals who are looking for homes generally do it more on the weekends when they have the times to do it. Um, One of the things I've seen too is consistency. Uh, the every time we miss an email, uh, because we just we just missed one this week, the open rates and click through rates drop because people it breaks that daisy chain of consistent. Uh, 
repeated action. And so the consistency probably is pretty up there with uh, the actual time that you end up seeing working best. So let's say, let's say if you post at any random time, you get 100 clicks to your site, and then you find the ideal time maybe that boat boosts it to 120, 130, and you get 20 to 30 extra clicks at the ideal time for your blog post. Uh, doing it consistently at that time, uh, I would say would add another 20 to 30 clicks, so you'd get up to 150, just roughly speaking. I think you can boost it that way if you're consistent and if you find the ideal time. Would you agree with that, Kelvin? I actually would, yeah. I would definitely agree with consistency. Well, there you go. Hopefully we answered that question. I think Somebody might have give, given her a few answers as well on Beatzilla, which is great. But, um, you know, we had these three questions for you. I thought they were fantastic. It's a short, simple, sweet podcast, only a half an hour for you guys this week. Next week is going to be a doozy because Tyler, Kelvin, and Robert will be sitting in with me, and they will be talking about their fantastic times at Inman, calling me late at night while they're partying, and probably um, me continuously telling them how jealous I am and how much I loathe talking about it now because I wasn't there. <laughs> well, I'm really sorry, Chris. Uh, but, but next episode, we will do a solid recap recap of that. Check out our YouTube this pay, this week. Calvin's going to be producing some awesome videos. We we flew drones pretty yeah, much. Yeah, we, we were flying. Really sick locations we were, in New York. We were flying drones where we shouldn't have been flying. I know. So. Don't say that so we don't get in trouble. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Time to wrap up quick. <laughs> um, if you folks have any questions for us, feel free to post them in BeatZillow. Um, we have a Twitter at Easy Agent Pro. Um, at I think at Tyler too, and at Kelvin, correct? Like those are correct. your guys' Twitter. Yep, feed. at Tyler's eyes, at Tyler's eye and, or just email. Yeah, uh, shoot us an email at support at easyagentpro.com and say, hey, this is a question for the podcast. Um, we appreciate you guys loving the new music. Um, you know, hopefully, I'll get my voice sounding a little better for you guys next time too. Um, if you have any other questions or any comments that you would love to, just let us know. Send us send us an email, a, a Twitter. Uh, a tweet, right? I'm obviously behind the times. I a never, use, send us I a never use Twitter ever. <laughs> uh, send us a, a tweet. Uh, put it on the Facebook page or just let us know any way, shape, or form you can. Um, we love you guys very much. We are super proud to see even more of you guys land more leads on different types of advertising for your sweet pages as well this week. So you guys are kicking butt that way. Um, and um, I guess for all of us, we can say goodbye. So have a good night. See you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Have a good one. Later. Thank you for listening to In The Lead. If you have enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com. And as always, we'll see you later.